Okay, so it's me, Swain, all by my lonesome. No Dwight, no Adrian, no special guest. Uh, I don't normally record solo episodes. As a matter of fact, that's the last thing that I uh, that I ever want to do. But I thought it would be an interesting exercise for me to present 10 movies to watch for Halloween. 10 movies that I recommend you watch for Halloween. And some of these are going to be obvious and some of these aren't. I'm going to limit my 10 to movies that came out in the last 20 years. So there won't be anything classic from the 70s or 80s. No Carrie, no Halloween, no Friday the 13th, no none of that. There'll only be uh, movies from the last two decades that fall within the horror genre or the post-apocalyptic horror or sci-fi horror or fantasy horror or any of these other subgenres. And I'm also going to include where you can see these movies in terms of where they're streaming, what streaming platforms you can find them on to try to watch them between now and the end of the month when, uh, when Halloween gets here. So here we go. Let's start with 28 Days Later, which came out in 2002. And I came to this movie kind of late. I know I didn't see it in theaters for sure. Probably saw it on cable, maybe on DVD or something like that. A lot of people were talking about it. But it is a British post-apocalyptic horror movie. It's directed by Danny Boyle, the great Danny Boyle. Train spotting and Steve Jobs and all kinds of stuff. Uh, starring Killian Murphy, Naomi Harris, and Brendan Gleeson. The plot basically depicts the... The, uh, the collapse of society, the breakdown of society after an accidental release, a contagious virus that uh, releases rage. I think it's actually called rage in the movie. And these survivors who are trying to survive under the collapse of society. Great movie. I mean, just fucking fantastic. Anytime I see it, I stop and watch it. Naomi crushed it. Killian crushed it. And of course, Brendan Gleeson crushed it. Um, I definitely recommend uh, 28 Days Later. Especially if you like zombies. And I'm, I'm not partial to fast-moving zombies, which is kind of what this movie is. But, um, but Danny Boyle and, uh, and his collaborators really sold me on it. And you can see 28 Days Later on uh, Hulu and Prime and HBO Max right now. Next up is 2008's Let the Right One In. And not to be confused with the remake, which was actually still pretty good. But uh, Let the Right One In is a Swedish romantic horror film. It was directed by a guy named Thomas Alfredson. Uh, it's based on a novel, and it's basically the story of this 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 12 year old kid who's grown up in a suburb, in uh, in Stockholm, and he's being bullied, and he's kind of a loner, and it's set in the 1980s, and he meets this girl who moves into his apartment complex, and um, basically there's more to her than meets the eye, quite literally. This is a vampire movie in the service of a coming of age story. Really, really fantastic. I remember everyone that I knew was talking about this movie, and it did not disappoint. You are going to have to read subtitles because it is in Swedish, and don't be a lazy ass. Read the subtitles. It's absolutely worth it. Again, Let the Right One In came out in 2008, and you can find it on Hulu and Prime as well. So Cabin in the Woods. Now, everybody has a lot to say about Cabin in the Woods, which came out in 2011, and you know stars Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hutchinson, Fran Kranz, Jesse Williams, Richard Jenkins, and Bradley Whitford, and also a surprise cameo by Sigourney Weaver, uh, basically about a bunch of teenagers who go to a cabin in the woods, quite literally, and they end up getting chased by zombies. And then they find out there's this whole backstory going on where this is all a setup. Um, Cabin in the Woods, I absolutely recommend it. It's on Peacock, and you can rent it on Prime, but you should definitely check it out. Um, It takes the whole slasher movie genre and turns it completely on its head in the best possible way. And I think uh, Drew Goddard uh, directed it and uh, produced by Josh Whedon. Um, and I think they wrote the screenplay uh, together. So check it out. Cabin in the Woods. All right. So 
2015. I just watched this yesterday and had, you know, was recommended to me by my good friend Braxton Harrison, The Witch, a New England folktale. Uh, written and directed by Robert Eggers, uh, who also directed the uh, wrote and directed The Lighthouse. This is his feature film debut as a director. <sighs> this movie is still rolling around in my head like 24 hours later. It is so good. It's such impressive filmmaking from the uh, production design and the costumes. Just really loved it and totally didn't expect to. And to quote Braxton, this is basically about the Salem witch trials of the 17th century. And, you know, what if all that was real? What if witches were real? Anyway, the movie stars uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, and this is her first uh, feature film. We know her, of course, from Split, but also more recently from Queen's Gambit. Uh, Ralph Ineson and uh, Kate, Kate Dickey, both are from uh, Games, Game of Thrones. Set in the 1600s, like I said. Uh, they're like a Puritan family who kind of leaves their um, the safety of their plantation, go out into the woods on their own, and they start encountering basically the forces of evil. An incredible movie. I mean, really, really, I cannot recommend it enough, uh, especially for like a modern kind of a supernatural horror film. Um, you can rent it on Prime and Hulu, or you can see it for free on the Showtime app. I don't know anybody who has a Showtime app, but you can see it there. Uh, next up, we're going to go overseas to Korea, Train to Busan, 2016. Get ready to read subtitles again. Uh, this is a, a South Korean action horror film. It mostly takes place on a high-speed train. No, it's not Snowpiercer. Uh, the train is going from uh, Seoul to Busan, and there's a zombie apocalypse that breaks out. And it's in the countryside, and then it makes its way onto the train. And then, of course, you know, people start dropping like flies and then reanimating like zombies. Um, as with other films of late coming out of Korea, it cleverly kind of comments on uh, matters of class and wealth and social standing, as well as regret. Saw this kind of on a humbug. I think maybe someone might have recommended it online. But Train to Busan, excellent movie. I mean, really entertaining. Uh, has a little bit of a heart to it. And if you're not into zombies, don't worry about it. It'll, it'll still uh, take you for a ride and you'll uh, you'll appreciate you went. No pun intended to the train metaphor. Um, you can find Train to Busan on Prime and on Peacock. The Girl with All the Gifts. I've been telling Adrian and Dwight about The Girl with All the Gifts for a while. Um, it was actually, I think I was listening to Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin on their podcast. And Bernardin was talking about this movie. And then I watched it. And I was like, oh, my God. So good. Another one from 2016, and it's a British post-apocalyptic science fiction horror film. That's a mouthful. Uh, stars Glenn Close alongside a bunch of fine British actors. And it's basically a dystopian future with, again, the breakdown of society after most people have been walked, wiped out by this virus or uh, this fungal infection. And the story kind of centers around the struggle of this scientist and, and, a, and a small group of people who are trying to save humanity with the help of this special young girl named Melanie. And that's all I'm going to say about it. It's kind of zombies. It's definitely monstrous. The ending is absolutely frightening. I mean, just fucking frightening. Uh, but, I mean, great movie. Uh, and it's on Hulu and Prime, The Girl with All the Gifts. All right, so let's bring it a little closer to, to modern day, 2019. And this one, again, watched it on a humbug. Crawl. 
Crawl. <laughs> I know everybody's laughing now. Uh, Crawl came out in 2019. A natural horror film. Uh, it's called. Directed by a guy named uh, Alexander Aja. He also directed the uh, The Hills Have Eyes, and produced by Sam Raimi. Now, this is it's called natural horror because it's just basically a natural event. It's a story of a father and a daughter who are trapped in a house. It's like a Category 5 hurricane in Florida. I forget which part of Florida. And they're kind of trapped in the house, which is flooding. And the daughter goes back to try to get the father. And when she gets to the house, she finds out he's in the basement, trapped in the basement, not in the closet like R. Kelly. He's trapped in the basement. And there are alligators uh, that are in there and they're trying to eat anything that's moving. And, uh, and it's basically them trying to kind of get out of the house and not get eaten by the alligators as the water rises and as the alligators are able to, you know, you know, follow them from the first floor to the second floor and eventually to the roof of the house. And, and the movie is about way more than that. Um, it's actually just about them kind of reconciling their own kind of, uh, parent child, uh, dysfunction, I didn't expect to like this, but it was a thrill ride. And like a lot of the other movies on this list, it was a lot of fun. And it stars uh, Kaya Scodelario, who was in the Maze Runner movies. And uh, Barry Pepper plays her dad, you know, Private Ryan, Green Mile, and a bunch of stuff. And uh, I definitely, again, recommend it. Uh, it's it's a fun movie. It is scary, um, but it, it's a lot of fun. Um, you can rent it on Hulu. You can rent it on Prime. And I believe it's available on the uh, Apple app as well. Okay, keeping it lighthearted, but thoughtful, uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx came out in 2020. This is a Netflix movie. You can only find it on Netflix. And it's a comedy horror film directed by um, Oz Rodriguez. And it follows a group of teenagers who are forced to kind of protect their neighborhood in the wake of a coven of vampires invading it. Um, and there are cameos in the uh, movie by Zoe Saldana and uh, Method Man. And it's really about, you know, your neighborhood changing, you know, outsiders coming in, the faces are changing, you know, you feel threatened. Uh, there's, you know, some social commentary on gentrification in the Bronx and whatnot. But it, and, and it's also kind of like Boys in the Hood or uh, Stand By Me, but, you know, only urban and with vampires. Fun movie, not perfect, not great, but definitely fun. And I would definitely recommend it if you're uh, if you're looking for something lighthearted. And it still falls under the umbrella of Halloween viewing. Um, back overseas again, back to Korea. Hashtag alive. Now, I'm, I'm, I promise you, despite what you may think from this this episode, I'm not a zombie guy per se. But this was recommended, I believe, by my friend Leslie Davidson. This movie came out in 2020, so just last year. It's a zombie film, and it's based on a script by a guy named uh, Matt Naylor, who had written a movie called Alone, and then he adapted it with uh, with the uh, the screenwriter and the director of this movie, got him Cho, and called it Hashtag Alive. And it revolves around uh, a live streaming gamer's struggle uh, to kind of survive uh, as he's forced to kind of stay alone in his apartment in Seoul during a zombie apocalypse. A lot of people like get caught up in their lives and don't realize, hey, everybody around me is turning into zombies. Um, seems like the Korean filmmakers really do zombies well, because uh, this is the second one that I've seen. And it was it, again, it was really entertaining. So uh, hashtag alive. And again, it's only on. Oh, and I didn't say this. And it is uh, it's available uh, to view on Netflix. So it's if you have Netflix, you can watch it today.
The last movie on my list is The Wolf of Snow Hollow, another movie that came out in 2020, so a year ago. Again, stumbled upon this, like reading an article about, you know, maybe in September, I think I might have Googled, hey, you know, good Halloween movies that came out in the last 10 years. And this popped up on the list. This is kind of a comedy, a comedy horror film, and it's set in a, in, a, in a Utah town, a very small town, that is seemingly terrorized by a werewolf. The Wolf of Snow Hollow was written, directed, and stars Jim Cummings. Also cast in the movie, Ricky Lindholm, who, who's in uh, Garfunkel and Oates, and she's been on The Big Bang Theory and a bunch of stuff. And uh, Robert Forster, who we know, of course, from Black Hole and Delta Force, and then later on, uh, Jackie Brown. Uh, and Robert Forster, actually, they dedicated the film to him. He passed away shortly after the film was being completed, or while the film was being completed. So they dedicated the, the movie to him. But this one is, again, it's about a werewolf, but it's not really about a werewolf. It's really about a guy who's got... Um, who was trying to manage his alcoholism and his anger issues and uh, kind of a dysfunctional relationship with his dad and his daughter. And he's kind of unraveling in the midst of trying to figure out what's going on with this werewolf who's attacking people in this town. And I won't give much more away other than that. But The Wolf of Snow Hollow came out in 2020 and you can rent it on Prime and on Apple. So, that's my 10 movies that I would recommend you watch for Halloween. Watch them if you want to. If you don't want to, don't watch them. But uh, anyway, there's good stuff out there. If you seek it out, if you if you remain open-minded and, and, uh, and curious, there's definitely good stuff out there that's still being made. And, uh, and these are the 10 that I recommend. Happy Halloween. <laughs> 